Hidden in plain sight, this is Two Blind Crew. Yeah. Two Blind Crew. Two Blind Crew. Daddy, what's wrong with you? Hidden in plain sight, this is Two Blind Crew. Welcome, I am Jeff. And I am Greg. And we are excited that you are here. Thank you to all of our subscribers. If you're not yet a subscriber, please go right ahead, subscribe. Uh, now that we know how to do it, you can go ahead and click the subscribe button uh, over there on the side somewhere in that uh, info card. And um, be sure to hit the notification icon as well. That way you get notified every time we put up a video. Uh, which currently is every Tuesday morning. And there is also a podcast version of this for you audiophiles that want to listen as you're cruising down the road, making me and Greg jealous. Uh, we're available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, just search Two Blind Crew, no spaces. Hidden in plain sight. How about that, Greg? I like it. You like that title? I think so, yeah. What are we talking about? We're talking about... Uh, you know, there's times in our lives where, you know, we kind of, even as believers, wonder, where is God in all of this? Why has he forsaken me? What did I do to make him mad? Why am I going through this situation or that situation? And so, yeah, this past uh, Friday night uh, at our service, we celebrated Purim. Purim, as uh, you may or may not know, is the, the celebration of the Jewish uh, victory uh, over the evil and wicked Haman. Ooh. There you go. You're supposed to blot his name out. So good job, Greg. <laughs> good to see you're, uh, you're with me here. Um, but, you know, the story of Esther is, is amazing. It's the only uh, book in the Tanakh, in the Old Covenant, where God is not explicitly mentioned. Nowhere will you find his name. And Esther uh, tells Mordecai uh, to call not for praying and fasting, but simply calls for everybody to fast. Now it's implicit, if I'm using my uh, English lexicon correctly, it's Fancy implied uh, that that's part of it, but it's not specifically mentioned. And then of course, at the end of the story, the reader's just version here is you know, God is all through it. And you can see how clearly uh, what was meant for evil was turned around and used for good. The month of Adar that we're in, uh, where the month of, uh, I mean, the celebration of Purim Falls uh, is literally uh, spelled Aleph Dalit Resh, which, uh, you know, in Hebrew, the words, uh, the letters are not just letters. They're also numbers and have meaning to them. And Aleph points uh, to God. Dalit is a door in Resh is redemption. So it's God's door of redemption this month. And it literally means glorious. So let's start with you, Greg. Do you have uh, anything you could relate to the folks in your life on a, on a real life, uh, you know, everyday basis where... On the old scale, which nobody likes to get on. Well, um, yeah, just, you, 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 surely you have something where you've wondered... Where is God in all of this? Oh, no, kind of... not me. Oh, no. no. <laughs> well, you're I, I don't like know the which... Forrest Gump of the ministry world, man. We keep finding ourselves in these wild situations. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how that works. And, it, you know, in, in all these stories, it's so funny how 
we're blinded by uh, using a blind pun, but we're, <laughs> yeah. we're blinded by the fact that God is working in the background and that there is a plan. And it generally takes us getting all the way through it on the other side before we get that aha moment, you know, it seems like, cause you know, with, I know with you and, and I both, it's, you start asking a lot of questions. Why, why'd this happen to me? Why'd this happen to her? But why am I blind? I, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> why not all the pain? Why all the, the things that continue to go wrong? Why, you know, and it seems like in my life, it's just people that know me were like, he's like a modern day Job. You know, you, you have money situations, you have health situations, you're always running, you know, the doctors and such, but and you and I would wonder what in the world is going on? Why all this? But you know, I think through a lot of that, I I, I became uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I, I I just it was blotted out that there was actually problems in my own situation. I I got used to it. I uh, became sensitized to it, I guess, and it just didn't affect me because I knew that I had to keep doing what I had to do because it's just life. You got work. You have to do a job. You have to take care of and raise your kids. You have to learn to cook, clean the house, all that stuff. And what I didn't realize, and this isn't about me specifically, but it's about you and most people that try to be overcomers, people in the all around you see this stuff and they'll, uh, they're always coming up going, man, I, you're my hero. I just don't see how you do it with all this stuff that you got going on. And, uh, mm -hmm. It, it's kind of weird because you and I don't pay attention to it sometimes. And I guess if you're unfamiliar with something like blindness or deafness or uh, another handicap, you, you just do what you have to do to get by. But I think God works in a lot of that stuff in ways that you and I don't even have a clue what's going on, that people see your spirit. They, they wonder, where do you get the strength to do that? And I think a lot of that comes from God. Hmm. You know, while you're talking, and this is a uh, don't run away. This is not the political uh, portion of this uh, program, but uh, it, it just made me think of, and I had read read so much anyway, but um, I, I don't recall if it was the autobiography of Ronald Reagan or, or just a biography somebody else had written. Um, in, in either case, it doesn't really matter. But at, at toward the you know the end of uh, uh, Ronald Reagan's life. Um, you know, when he still kind of, you know, had his faculties about him and he was uh, either writing or being interviewed, he was talking about how how strange it was looking back over his life and how, you know, some things didn't make him. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, the acting thing, you know, he thought was for a specific reason. Uh, but looking back after his presidency, he saw how it it, it helped him. Uh, become uh, who he was ultimately able to become, but he he wasn't you know the most successful actor, and he even struggled uh, at a portion of his life, if I'm remembering the story correctly. Uh, he even became like a spokesman for GE General Electric, mm -hmm. and and they would send him out you know not just doing commercials and things like that, but they would send him out to different events, and and he found himself standing in line for hours, shaking hands and and meeting people representing this company, and he you know. Got his name going. Yeah, he's like, you know, why am I doing this? What does this have to do with anything? But then, you know, 
fast forward, you know, into the seventies, you know, running for governor of California. And then of course, uh, you know, two term president, uh, everything kind of was being done, grooming him in a sense, uh, for what he had to do. And I kind of find myself, uh, in a, in a broad sense, there's lots of, you know, individual things I could point to, but just in the most broad sense, and we'll just leave it at this, you know, I, you know, went through all kinds of crazy stuff. I went through a, a, a divorce as a young man, which was just devastating. I thought, you know, after a year of Bible college, I, I got married, uh, found out I had two forms of malignant cancer, <laughs> dropped out of, Dropped out of school and you know didn't you know kind of resumed classes here and there and didn't finish until many years later, um, but you know then went through the divorce which led to some crazy events which again maybe we'll tell some other time because uh, it's actually a pretty cool story but it, it actually led to me having a job in radio broadcasting being on the air AM and FM and for several years even though on the one hand it kind of took me uh, on the surface level further away from the Lord kind of a uh, backslidden time of my life, but, you know, and then how I ended up kind of coming back to the Lord and, and got remarried and, and ha have this, uh, you know, great family experience now with kids and, and, um, you know, writing books and being on television, you know, Christian television all over the world a number of times and, and, and now being in, in full-time ministry I never, I would have laughed at you. I would have poked you in the eye. I would have made fun of you and mocked you to no end had you said, you know, when I was a teenager, you know, one day you're going to grow up to be a messianic rabbi and, and you know, be part of a, a congregational plant and start in this ministry and being on TV all over the world and Christian television. I would have laughed. I would have thought you were not. Oh, yeah. But you look back and everything kind of builds on, you know, uh, you know, is it God's will for, for divorce? No, of course not. But can he use these situations that now I can help people, you know, struggling with, with marriage issues or just, you know, um, or, or just parenting in general and then what it takes to, to be a good husband? Yeah, in, in a way I never would have been able to do otherwise. Am I comfortable uh, speaking in front of a crowd? Never used to be. And I was scared to death and almost quit my first night on the radio because I just... I, I couldn't talk. I was, I was terrified. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, and then being able to share my testimony and what God's uh, done for me, in me, and through me, you know, literally around the world, never having left the southeast of the United States. Wow. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Stuff. It's amazing. I'm, I learned a lot of, you know, field work is what I used to call my past life where I was getting into all kinds of stuff. But if you learn from those things instead of, if you continue to think about this stuff, you can get bogged down in it. And But if you try to work through it, then you learn a lot. You know, I would have never, ever imagined, like you said, I never thought I'd have been a pastor. Because, you know, when I was younger, I got pretty far away from God. I, I was, um, I, I, well, that hit me really hard one night. That when I became a pastor, I kind of left the group of folks that I had been hanging out with. And another friend of mine kind of filled in my spot, so to speak. So I was running this recovery program, a faith-based thing, and all of a sudden I heard this guy say, Greg McLaughlin, and I turned around and I said, man, what are you doing here? And he said, well, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm a pastor. And he just started laughing. He said, you got to be kidding me. Said, no, you're on my turf now. And uh, That's it, funny. It, 
but the fact that he knew who I was and where I had gone uh, made it easier for me to really do my job with him. And it ended up his family, you know, came to church and they all got baptized there. And, and uh, his wife ended up uh, becoming one of my right hand folks in ministry. So, you, you know, God works in these situations. You just have to be able to look back at where you've been and where you've you know, come from. And then there's your toolbox. Yeah. You know, so if you're willing to pick that up, you know, God's got it laying there in front of you. Like you said, it's hidden in plain sight. You just don't know you're going to be picking that particular one up. That's what's, that's what's kind of freaky. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, I guess that's why they say hindsight is 2020. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, what may be obvious at some point down the road isn't always obvious right under your nose. And mm -hmm. I, I, I liked, uh, I think it was the first pastor uh, when I got saved, I was 18. I'm pretty sure it was him or someone at the congregation kind of talked about our lives being like embroidery, you know, from down here in our perspective underneath, we just see a tangled mess of different colored thread that makes no, no sense. But from God's perspective up on top, looking down, you know, it's this beautiful, there's a plan. Uh, yeah. It's a beautiful plan. that all kind of comes together and makes a lot of sense. So artistry, artistry indeed so hopefully uh what greg and i have shared here today makes uh some sense uh, offers you some uh, glimmer of hope at the very least i have a feeling it's a little more than a glimmer um but you may be going through something now or uh maybe you identify this makes perfect sense you just come out of something that you're able to look back and see god in it or maybe you're in a place where it just doesn't make any sense you can't possibly see how what you're going through could work out. But Greg and I assure you, hang in there, keep seeking God, and you will find it. Would you agree with that, Greg? Oh, wholeheartedly, yeah. That's right. Well, listen. Uh, use, your, uh, use your problems. I mean, it's tough when you're in the middle of them. It's, you can't really get through them at that point in time and feel like, like you just said, there's going to be any good out of it. But uh, at the end of the game, whenever the pain is over, you, you'll have some tools and just been strongly encourage you to use those and uh, you'll find yourself in the presence of folks mysteriously that are going through the same stuff. So that's when your ears come in and, and just listen and, and hmm. do your work uh, that you've been trained for through all your bad experiences, I guess. But God's there. Just got to look for him. And it's tough sometimes. That's not easy. So, man, you've got a mouthful there. Use your problems. I like that. A lot of us just get beat down by them, but they really are tools that, that God has given us. Yeah, and experiences. You just you got to learn from your experiences, and, yeah. Yeah. and it's not easy. We're trying. It sounds easy when you wrap up thirty years of of a, of a growing experience, because it takes a long time sometimes for this stuff to even be usable. To you're even over it to the point where you feel comfortable, but. Be patient. Sometimes the long-term problems, cancers, illnesses, uh, handicaps, you're going to find yourself in the presence of somebody that you can help. So well, just pray then. And, and God usually tells me to shut up <laughs> and just listen. I thought that, it was just me. <laughs> no, it's really hard. But. I mean, just me that he tells us to shut up. I don't tell him to shut up. No, it's me too. Yeah, he, you know, he tells me that a lot. But you guys be blessed this week, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. I look forward to seeing you anytime. That miracle's coming, Greg. 
I'm sure it is. <laughs> but before we before we close, we got to give them the scripture. But before I give you the scripture, I'm going to give you a cheesy cliche. Life is a journey, not a destination. Keep that in mind. And Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. Please subscribe if you haven't already and tell a friend. Until yes. next time, God bless. Thanks for spending time with us at Two Blind Crew. On behalf of my daddy, Jeff, and Greg McMuffin, uh, I mean Greg McLaughlin, be sure to stop by our website, twoblindcrew.com. Follow us on Twitter at Two Blind Crew. And like us on Facebook. See you next time. Can I have my money now? I'm serious. I want my money now. Mom!